0: Welcome to season two of Homemaker Chic, where we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind in our red lipstick with no denim jumpers to all our British listeners. We're <laughs> not talking about your lovely sweaters. We're talking about the quintessential homey schoolmarm school outfit from the 90s here in the States. The white turtleneck, the red denim scrunchies, dress. scrunchies, are involved Yes, I am your host Angela Reed, joined by the lovely Shay Elliot, and we are back. We're back, ladies, and your red looks <laughs> look great
1: today. Ooh, by the thank way, thank you. They look thank you fabulous. so much.
0: What you need to do is join us over on Patreon. That's where you show us some love. We reciprocate. We show you some love. We are offering digital copies of our cookbooks. We have a printable hashtag pit list. And that is for you to print and set on your kitchen counter every day. (laughs) Make a list of all those little naggy things that are holding you back in your homemaking. You need to call the vet. Write it down. You need to whiten your teeth. Write it down. (laughs) Buy a new bra. Write it down. Put it on your pit list. Show us over on Instagram using the hashtag pit list. Yes. We have that treat for you over there. Yes. We've got the digital cookbooks. We got a chore chart. Che's chore chart.
1: That's right. Che's chore chart. Chore chart? That was my AIM username, Che. I just thought you should know that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Do you remember AIM? AOL Instant (laughs) Messenger? Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Che04 baby. What, what? Okay. So you can find us over there at patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast. Once a month, we hang out with all our fangirls. We have a live stream and great news. A lot of our fangirls requested that we start a discord call. So we're getting that all set up. That will be available to our patrons because turns out you guys want to talk to each other even when we're not around. <laughs> so we're going to get that going for you and you can have an ongoing spirited homemaking conversation. Yes. Shay and I will we'll pop in and we'll we'll say hello. We'll have lots of fun there.
1: Yes. Today's wait, show. Wait, what? wait. What? <gasps> it's important that people know. You guys, this is the season premiere. It's been two weeks. We have all this pent up <laughs> energy. Can you tell? We but- got our website up. That's right. We got Homemaker our Homemaker Chic have Podcast site.com. You can go there. It has all the episodes, all the show notes, link to our sponsors with the coupon code so that you don't have to send me a message Text and say, hey, us. hey, what was that? <laughs> what was that? I know it's confusing. So all the information is there. We have a little about page. We're going to develop this more as time goes on. But in our time off between season one and season two of the podcast, we got it up like proper professionals. Please tell me if you find a typo. We worked really hard. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. uh, May or may not have done it right, but I think it's working okay. It looks pretty chic. I got to tell you. Pretty chic. We could use some headshots, but
0: this season we have great things in store for you. We have new music. We have a little more music just to keep the energy going. We have interviews. We're going to have new sponsors. We have so much fun in store. And we're just going to continue to flesh out this concept of homemaker chic. What is it? What does it mean? And how can we all keep encouraging
1: each other? Yes, but now (laughs) you're killing me, Smalls. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. I won't, I won't interrupt you again. I'm just so excited about today's interview. <laughs> I am too.
0: In the spirit of better, not more, which is something we really began to flash out, flash out, flesh out last mm. season. We are encouraging you, our listeners, to buy less, but buy better for the sake of your home environment. And it's in that spirit that we are working with our advertisers. And today's show is brought to you by Jovial Foods. Jovial Foods is a company that supplies us homemakers with the most gorgeous baking flours and foods from conventional all-purpose einkorn to excellent gluten-free flours. Jovial is well known for einkorn flour. You guys have heard us talk about it over and over again. It's high protein. It is a weak gluten flour that bakes up buttery and rich. And this flour will make your scones and breads and pies and cakes taste so much better. Jovial Food is a company that you will want to visit to stock up your pantry and fill yourselves with their whole grain flours, all purpose flours, Italian olive oils, mm, mm. jarred organic tomatoes, my favorite beans, pastas, <laughs> snacks and more. This company has an extreme love for high quality ingredients, which is why Shay and I welcome them into our pantries and into your our kitchens. Yes. You can visit them at jovialfoods.com and bonus. Enjoy their free shipping.
1: I love them. Today's episode is also brought to you by American Blossom Linens. And you mentioned Patreon, Angela, and we were joined by the owner of American Blossom Linens on our fangirl call last month, which was really fun. And you asked that was cool. How long do these sheets last? And she said 10 years, everyone's jaws dropped. And then she emailed us later in that day and said, actually, it's basically a lifetime 10 years, assuming like eight-year-old boys are sleeping on them for those 10 years. (laughs) Lord knows what's happening there. But (laughs) the point is, buy once, buy right. You don't have to buy again because American Blossom Linens is a bedding that I sleep on, Angela sleeps on. We're working on getting all of our kids sleeping on them as well. We love their modern vintage sheets from Texas organic grown cotton. There are no dyes, no imported fabrics here. They are woven to literally last a lifetime. They get softer with each washing and will quickly become one of your favorite investments in your home. So you have this opportunity when you bring things into your home, something like sheets to turn your bedroom into this organic and chic oasis. When you go, check out American Blossom Linens. Use the coupon code HOMEMAKER20 to get 20% off of your sheets as a discounted Homemaker Chic listener. And I'm telling you, you buy these sheets one time. They're so worth it they are so worth it they They're are so fabulous we love them we are so thankful to have Jovial and American Blossom Linens on as sponsors for season 2 we love them mm-hmm. and speaking of love our love comment from this week is from Shelby and Blush she's one of our fangirls she's the one who always has beautiful bangs and hair Uh, yeah. you know who makeup. I'm talking about
0: she, I know who you're talking about <laughs> yes yes Fabulous. Uh, she says, "Thank you too for breaking into my Monday from hell. <laughs> <Beep>. <laughs> Finding myself right in the middle of the colossal mess that is Washington State unemployment. How so loud! <laughs> in the wreckage, are frustrated, scared, and discouraged. I really needed the humor, joy, and overall hope your podcast brings me every week. I feel encouraged and distracted from my troubles for a full sixty minutes. Pit list." Avoid despair, go plant something lovely and maybe get a bottle of something
1: strong. Love you too. <laughs> so sweet. If you guys have no clue what she's talking about, refer back to when Angela angel was talking about a pit list. That yep. is where we list off all the horrible things that we don't want to do but that we need to do
0: to make everything run smoother Ooh. because we're grown-ups and we don't procrastinate.
1: Uh, right. <laughs> Cue the wine music. <laughs> Cue the wine music. <laughs> What we're sipping segment is brought to you by the one and only Dry Farms Wine. If you're not familiar with Dry Farms, it's an online wine subscription. So you subscribe. They send you either three, six, or 12 bottles a month. Here's the cool thing about these wines. They are lower sugar, lower alcohol, naturally yeasted from organic and biodynamic farms around the world. They're going to push your wine palate. They're going to challenge you. They're going to expose you to these beautiful range of wine that is probably unlike anything you've ever tasted. This is the wine that I drink so that I can feel really good the next morning. This is the wine that Angela drinks. The Bubbly subscription, totally worth it. There is nothing (laughs) like having a bottle of chilled Bubbly in the fridge, especially in the summertime. The days are getting hot. So go check out Dry Farms. There is a link below in the show notes where you can go and learn more about this awesome company, We love them because their wine is so delicious and you feel good when you drink it. Big difference. Major difference. (laughs) I assure you. So, my friend, what are you sipping? I'm thinking about my
0: lovely rosé that I have here in front of me and it just made me
1: smile. That's all. What is it about rosé in the summertime? Why does it taste so good? Is it because it's pink? I think it's it's the heat. It's like you
0: know, you. I'm working outside so stinking hard, and I come in, and it's like a little pat on the head. Here's your reward. <laughs> Here's your refreshing pink reward. You did it. You're gonna be okay. Another day of weeding. Good job.
1: Pink is such a chic color, too. That little blush pink
0: just makes I me remember feel the first fabulous. rose I had. I I remember it. It was I was at the the Dumego in Paris on the corner and oh yes I'll the mango.
1: I'm totally oh, familiar yeah, with what you're talking about. go way back. <laughs> <laughs> Very
0: it cultured. Looks like, it looks like the two maggots. <laughs> That's what the name looks like. <laughs> yeah
1: everybody knows what I'm talking about. No one knows what you're talking yes, about. Yes they do. Just <laughs> pretend. <laughs> okay so you had your rosé. Yes. And it was delicious. It's crisp and lovely. Is this your last bottle of rosé that you have right now? I know you're running low. Your supply is running low currently.
0: It is. I'm out of, this is the last rosé. Well, Shay, my order did come. And so I am stocked with my wine for the month. And now just in this spirit of the way we're doing things on the show, having a little bit more fun, if that's possible for second season, I think we should um, pull up some really chic, dare I say, French stylish music to introduce our very special guest. We are so excited about this. We get to spend today with the New York Times bestselling author of the Madame Chic books, Jennifer Scott. Jennifer has been a friend of ours for years, and we are so excited to talk to her, maybe now more than ever, about why
1: being chic is so important jennifer and you're the first guest ever on homemaker chic so welcome to the podcast
2: thank you it's so nice to be here with both of you i love both of you and it's just an honor to be here thank you we're glad you you. joined us this
0: Mm -hmm. is great i think this is just like the perfect way to start off this season because we need to just unpack this idea for our listeners like what is chic anyways so we thought we would go right to the source (laughs) No pressure. I
1: I will tell you, though, I read through Jen's books, the Madame Chic books. And um, in our house, before I knew Jennifer, we would call her Madame Chic, which Mm -hmm. I know in your books, you're not her. But that's how my kid, like, here's what Madame Chic would say about that. After I read through your books, uh, I've mentioned this on the podcast before because it was quite damaging. We had a visitor who put his bare feet up on the couch and I was like, "A, you didn't wear the proper shoes to a supper party, and B, take your feet off my couch and my throw pillows." And thinking, what would Jennifer say about a grown man at a dinner party putting his bare feet up on a throw pillow?
2: Well, it's so funny because I get a lot of people. By the way, they just think oh, we already said thank you. Thank you for having me here. We're glad,
1: I'm glad you're just here. Right into it. Go for it.
2: Um, it's so funny because I have. Uh, I have the most wonderful uh reader and viewer base and I constantly get etiquette conundrums sent to me mm. privately mm-hmm. saying, um, this happened to me today. What should I do? And, and that, and I absolutely love these. I don't know. Did you read dear Abby growing up or anything like oh, yeah. that? I used, I used to love reading those and it's, we get these situations in our lives where we think, what, what do I do about this? This is crazy. And usually when something crazy like that happens, um, it, you're too shocked to say anything. Right. And what do you say? What do somebody, you say? Yeah. There's nothing to say, really.
1: Right? I didn't say anything. I just
2: yeah. will continue she to me. try. <laughs> I did. That's what you do. You complain to your girlfriend. Yes.
1: And I will continue <laughs> to try to raise the type of boys who would never think that that was OK. <laughs> right. Yes.
2: It's so critical. And yeah. you can use it as a learning tool after they leave you know my mom that was that's advice from my
0: mother maybe from my grandmother it's a little I don't know snobby isn't the right word but like my mom used to tell me like you can look at others and see how you don't want to be Mm. because most of the Mm -hmm. time you don't see the flaws in yourself you see them in other people you mostly have those same flaws like usually you're kind of like attracted to the flaws that you have and it's mm-hmm. maybe not the nicest statement but it does it does you know you it kind of creates that sense of self-awareness you know
1: oh that's what the books did for me it was yeah. all of a sudden I was aware of all these things and not in a bad way in a in an elevated normalcy kind of a way hmm. for lack of a better word
2: Well, I think that, um, you know, when I wrote the books, I was very cautious about, I I don't, I always tell people I am not Madame Chic because when people first (laughs) come across my work, they think what a, what an ego she calls herself Madame Chic, (laughs) you know, but I always say, no, I'm not Madame Chic. I lived with Madame Chic in Paris and I learned these things from her. And I think, um, you know, there's a lot of self-deprecating humor in the book because in in the books, because Mm -hmm. I, was coming to, when I lived in Paris, I was so young. I mean, I was 20 years old and, um, I was a very casual California girl, you know, and just, I have a lovely family life. My parents are awesome. They raise me well. You know, it's mm-hmm. not, it's not their fault, but mm-hmm. I was just very, um, what's, I don't know, casual pants, casual. casual sweatpants, yeah. flip flops by the pool, bar, you know, just all that kind of stuff, which is, you know, there's, I was about to say, there's nothing wrong with it. And I'm not saying that there is, <laughs> but it's just that I was a fish out of water in Madame Sheik's household. And she she lived in a certain way that was that I even think today is extinct, even in France. Mm. You know, so I think that the reason why the books uh, really resonated with people is because it, it captures that slice of life that really is dying out because our world is becoming increasingly casual and traditions and um, formalities and t- formalities exactly are just going by the wayside. Mm -hmm. And, um, it, that, that way of life is dying. So I'm, I'm so grateful actually that I preserved it. And I kept a journal while I was there. Mm-hmm. And that's why it was easier for me to write the books. I just yeah. not, I what happened? There were so many crazy things that happened. And especially for me, just being so uncomfortable with it all for so long. And then finally, just really enjoying the way that they lived, um, was mm-hmm. just a uh, very transformative, obviously for me.
1: So let's talk about that because, you know, chic is the word of the day here on this podcast. It's it's the title of your book. It's we chose it, you know, specifically for this podcast for a reason. So. If you could boil that word down and distill it for the listeners who, you know, a lot of our listeners are really experienced with this and they've been keeping a home for a while and they're just like, yeah, keep on. Um, But a lot of them too are just totally new to this. They're completely new to homemaking. They're completely new to maybe acting a certain way or dressing a certain way, but they know they're dissatisfied with that casual informality of our culture. They know they want something else for their home, for themselves, for their families, Um, what would you kind of boil that down to, you know, with regard to your experience that would be helpful for them? Like what, what is the chicness we're, we're striving for?
2: Well, I think that a lot of people, um, they hear the word chic and they think high fashion. They think Chanel, they think the latest trends, they think expensive. They think, uh, I don't know. They, Mm -hmm. they think all this stuff. And it's so funny because When I chose Madame Chic's name, I didn't want to use her real name, obviously, just to preserve her anonymity. I chose the word Chic, but she is not, she was not like a fashion model at all. She, she wore the same thing literally every day. (laughs) And she dressed in a very um, conservative way for herself. And, and that's not what was Chic about her. What was Chic about her was that she knew who she was. Mm. She owned it. She didn't apologize for it. She didn't, she didn't care. She didn't try to keep up with trends. And she also didn't try to, she's, she, she was who she was. So I really think that being chic is being yourself completely and not apologizing for it and expressing your style beautifully, whatever that style is and styled, you know, translates through not only your clothing and the way you present yourself, but the way you run your home and the way you do everything. And so chic is really, for me, it's, it's even more about the inner life of all of this. The, um, you know, uh, the way that you are inside, the way you Mm -hmm. feel and the way that you express that.
1: It's almost like this culture within yourself. So, um, you know, like when I first started reading Angela's blog many years ago, there was like this entire design and feminine element that I was completely unfamiliar with. Mm -hmm. And even reading through your books the first time, it was like I loved how you pushed the music and the poetry and mm. this expanse of of mentalness. So it wasn't mm-hmm. just here's how we're going to dress or here's how we're going to set our table. It mm. was this cultivation of your mind of enrichment in so many different ways. And I think that's a big piece of this chic sort of squishy word that's hard to, hard to well, box into a certain category.
0: And even for our listeners, I mean, the what is, what is homemaker chic? I love that you said that this is being totally comfortable in your own skin and who you are. And like Shay said, we have a huge portion of our audience that um, has found a voice in us. They've, they want to be homemakers. They want to refine the art of homemaking, and they want to do it with pride and with comfort and without apology. This is a legitimate skill set that I bring to the table. This is how I'm going to impact the world from within these four walls on outward. And I love that you said that it's it's about being comfortable in who you are, because that's what we want to encourage women. That's why we called it Homemaker Chic. Be this nice big umbrella that everybody could be nice and cozy underneath, you know?
1: Okay, rabbit trail question. Okay. Okay. I asked this to Stuart and my father-in-law the other day, and I got really interesting answers. If culturally anything was acceptable, and you could go full out on one of these character traits that you sort of foster, um, like unapologetically, completely, what would it be? Oh, my goodness. I'll tell you what Um, mine would be. I would straight up dress 18th century like oh i would go to the grocery store every tea <laughs> yeah. party like i would be there with like my shift and my you know petticoats yeah. and like unapologetically that's how i would dress if it weren't so weird for people i have to say it's so
2: funny i'm obsessed with the victorian era like obsessed with it mm-hmm. and i just can't I it just it's been since childhood you know <laughs> and it doesn't die and i'm i'm constantly reading those books um how to how to be a Victorian and, <laughs> and life in the Victorian home and all of that. And, um, I would, dr- I would dress like a Victorian, oh, like funny. I would dress like a Victorian not minus the corset. I don't want to wear a corset, mm. but I would dress, I would live like a Victorian. I'm obsessed with the people that do that now. Yes. And I don't get it because it's like, um, you know, as, as people with, uh, uh, some sort of platform, you know, we, we get equally praised and criticized and, uh, I, I constantly get criticized for how I dress. And I thought, wow, what if, what if I actually, dress what if like you, I really want
1: exactly. to dress? I mean, I am, <laughs> would go ballistic with me. I am raining this in hardcore,
2: <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Like,
1: yes. Um, we were joking about this at church, how, um, you know, women choose to dress different ways for church. I choose to wear my sunday best the the best things in my closet that's what i wear to church on sundays um and you know sometimes it's like oh you look lovely and sometimes it's like wow like you know what are you who are you trying to impress kind of a thing <laughs> and i'm like no this is this idea of the sunday's best and i always think man if i actually wore what i wanted to wear right now it would be I like know. it would be so weird it would be so you know, weird
2: It's funny because I really admire, uh, there are so many people that I admired. Um, but I'll watch certain channels where they do wear that, like Bernadette Banner. Yes. um, She's great. Mm -hmm. Girl, girl in calico. I love her. She, um, she hasn't dressed like a Victorian, but she, I like how she dresses. But if I did that, I don't understand. Yeah. (laughs) I would get, they would come for me like, can you imagine? Yeah. Because I think I, because I use that word chic, they expect me to wear, uh, you know, Chanel and Gucci and stuff like that. Right. And so it's just, but that's not what chic is. Right. Chic right. is expressing your own individual style, whatever that is. We shouldn't all dress alike, you know, right. and, and that's, that would be so boring if we did that.
1: But we're still pushing people like brush your teeth before you go to the grocery store, you know, don't wear your <laughs> yes. slippers. Like, so there is this fashion element. <laughs> oh, Angela, what you know would what yours is, be? What would yours that you rein in?
0: What would I rein in?
1: Yeah. What well, do you rein in? Because what do I mean? It's not culturally in? acceptable.
0: <laughs> I mean, I would definitely dress more old fashioned. It's just that I'm not um, completely committed to one era. So, you oh, know, yes. I, I could do like full on 1940s. I could see yeah, the 1940s. Could, so yeah. That red lipstick. I could
1: rock that. And
0: then I could do, you know, some serious Florian
1: like, action. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And you're right. Like people do. They hear that word chic and they immediately associate it with um, fashion and clothing, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's not really that it's it's definitely more of a mindset. I remember what did it for me where I I had this just sort of epiphanal. Oh, like I actually have opinions about this is when and I'm not everybody might like this, but like when the wasn't didn't the women's soccer team wear flip flops to the White House years ago, like mm. well over I a decade know. ago. Yes. I yes, didn't hear it was a while ago. Yeah. I did. It was a long, long yeah. time ago, but that's when I had my light bulb light bulb moment. Like, wait, in my book, apparently some things are not acceptable. Like we don't wear flip flops mm. to the white house. And <laughs> I remember like, my parents, um, you know, we did get dressed for church and we did look presentable when company came over or something as a sign of respect. And as just a sign of honor, you know, Mm -hmm. that's, that's always why I've gotten ready for church, because this is a different occasion. Mm -hmm. This is not, um, to be snobby or to show off your best, you know, this is just as a sign that this is something different. It's not that God cares what you wear to church. It's Mm -hmm. just culturally, this is how we show, we show respect. Yeah. Right.
2: Right. And I mean, I encourage people to dress well on a, on, on a daily basis now because I think that it's gotten to the point where um, it's just everybody is so casual every single day. Mm-hmm. And, and it's because of that, then they feel extremely uncomfortable dressing up for certain occasions because it's so out of place mm-hmm. and have character. And then when you do it, people say, where are you going? You know, because they never see you dress like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you kind of want to get rid of those questions, then just start dressing up on a daily basis. People will get used to it.
1: Yeah. I love <laughs> how, stop asking you how Bernadette says on her. So for those of you who aren't f- familiar with Bernadette she has a YouTube channel she is a fashion historian I mm-hmm. believe and so she sews these incredible garments and is really keen on keeping this past fashionness alive she's fabulous very eccentric as we would say Yeah, she's but great. I love how she just walks down the streets of New York dressed you know like a Victorian full out shoes the whole thing and people have just said to her so many times are you in a play like, where are you? Yeah. Like, are you in a play? And she finally just says, yes. <laughs> are you in a play? Yes, I'm in a play. That's why I'm dressing like this, because I'm in a play. <laughs> Jennifer, what are your what
0: are um, some of your best responses or some of your more chic responses when people have given you pushback on being too proper or being mm. too chic? Because I know, you know, in reading your book, there's a there are ideas that will be very novel to, mm. to people, you know, and they're gonna come up against pushback
2: for sure right well it's funny because um, I don't really get anything anymore certainly my family they all they all love me for who I am mm-hmm. I mean I I can be annoying <laughs> <laughs> and, and can't we and all they, they, you know I and so I appreciate that and and I don't try to push my kind of lifestyle on anybody's, especially my family, they love, they it's, it's Jennifer. I'm like the quirky one. Do you know what Mm -hmm, I mean? mm -hmm. Uh, when I'm talking about in my extended family, um, but so I don't really get any questions in my personal life anymore about any of that stuff. Um, because they just expect that that's just how I am. And they completely accept me how I am. And, and that's great. Um, but in the beginning, when I, when I did start sort of and it's just transforming the way that I was. I've, the thing is, is that I've always kind of been this way. Do you see? And mm-hmm. because I was like, it's so funny. I went back. um, I had to, for my YouTube channel, I had to find a picture of myself in my childhood for a video I did. And I was going back in my album. I have one album. <laughs> so funny how, you know, our kids today have thousands of pictures. I have one album and I was going back in it and looking at all the pictures. And I've always kind of enjoy. I've been drawn to this. Mm-hmm. I've been drawn to dressing well and drawn to living in a certain way. But I think that, um, you know, especially in school, like with peer pressure and, uh, society and everything, you kind of just drop that so that you're not made fun of, you don't stand out. And so I kind of repressed all of that. And I was the flip flop, you know, queen and, and all of that stuff in my um, twenties when I went to, you know, when I went to college and then, um, it was kind of repressed and it was almost like living with Madame Chic and seeing her living in that way gave me permission mm-hmm. to do it,
0: mm.
2: you know, seeing somebody else do it unapologetically and just, uh, without, without any qualms. So, um, but, but, you know, I get a lot of people that come to, so I don't really have that many people saying things to me, but uh, I get so many of my viewers and my readers say, Jennifer, My entire family is not on board with this. Everybody makes fun of me. People ask me where these questions all the time. And I just say to them, you just keep being you. Mm -hmm. You know, it would be so boring if we all try to conform and be like the other people. And don't repress these feelings you have of wanting to wear a dress. This is the biggest thing. People are always saying, I want to wear more dresses, but I'm afraid to. Mm -hmm. And how crazy is this? Because women have worn dresses for thousands of years. Yeah, Literally until like the
1: last 50 years. (laughs) Right.
2: And suddenly it's weird if you wear a dress. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and I and I was saying people, I was talking about this with someone the other day. In the hot summer, I do not want to be in skin tight jeans. No. You know what I mean? A dress is more comfortable. So don't mm-hmm. worry about if you feel, you know, if people are gonna call you um, I don't know. I've been called all sorts of names. People yeah. call me frumpy little house on the prairie. I'll,
1: little house on I the prairie. Care. Yeah, that's I'd usually like,
2: the one. Yep. Yeah, call call me that. I really mm-hmm. that's a compliment to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so
1: true. So true. You do have to get to the point where you um you let others' opinions of you go because it's gonna be weird and you're going to be stared at. I mean, the same can be said like homeschooling. We're all homeschooling families here. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, speaking of homeschooling, yes, dear. <laughs> no, I'm not done recording but I love you. <laughs> Probably won't be the last time that happens is my guess. That tips me off that dad is not positioned at the top of the stairs where he should be <laughs> standing guard, standing guard. Exactly. Right? Um, and I think you hit the nail on the head and kind of, we touched on this just a little bit. Um, a lot of our listeners, that's that's the exact um, feedback we've gotten from them was like, i I want to do this. I want mm-hmm. to care about getting spots out of laundry. I want to, um, you know, know how to scrub a floor or know how to dress or whatever it may be. Um, do I have permission to do that? <laughs> you know? And, and there's something about this podcast that allows them to do that. I have three children <laughs> over my shoulder right now. What's going on children? Go upstairs. All of you. <laughs> Okay. Thank you. Go upstairs. Um, I need, I need All of you get wait. out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it. Get gone.
2: I'm waiting for it to happen to me. Oh
1: my <laughs> stars.
2: I'm hiding, they don't know. Okay. Where
1: I am. Well it's very chic to have your children obey you. I'm still working on that one. <laughs> Can we talk about how chic, because it is this mindset, it's this mentality, it's reflected in how we dress, it's reflected in how we speak to other people, things like Mm -hmm. eye contact or thinking before you say something or whatever it may be. Let's talk about how that translates to how we keep our homes as Uh homemakers. What was your experience like in Paris at Madame Chic's house? How did she keep her house and what of that have you really brought back? and not left out. Of. <laughs>
2: hmm. Well, you know, it's it's so funny because, you know, like I said, when I was living with her, I was a junior in college and I was in Paris. So, I if I had known that I was going to write a book about it and really explore all of this stuff, I would have paid so much more attention. Sure. But of course, I was there to party (laughs) and study and just hang out in Paris and just find yourself, (laughs) find myself. Like I was not looking at how she did the laundry, right? Mm. Although how she did the laundry was quite interesting. So, um, there are things that I remember from it, but, um, the, the most interesting thing about Madame Chic as a homemaker is that I don't remember her doing it. Mm. It was so, easy and natural to her and such a part just a way of life for her and seemingly effortless
1: for her that I don't ever even recall her cleaning okay how many children did she have that's just not fair well she had five children
2: uh, all no, right, listen. All right, Ouch. this stings. No, 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 listen, listen, Her, they were all grown. Okay, okay. so when okay. I lived with her, the youngest was 23. Okay. okay, so when when our youngest is 23, our house is going to be immaculate. And no one's going <laughs> to, yeah. no one's going to even No know. one's going to be but wiping but boogers the on the wall. Because, so, she was impressive because... She did have five children and they lived in a, an apartment in Paris. It's not like they had a big old house, a small apartment. Yeah. Okay. So I wish I could have been a fly on the wall in those years. So yes, granted, she does not have little children running around. Right. But having said that she did clean, she didn't have a, she didn't have a housekeeper. She cleaned everything herself, but everything was so well run. She ran that household like, the manager of a hotel. I mean, in a personal way. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that was a, um what's the expression?
1: A well-oiled
2: machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: She was you mean she wasn't like ship. hiding in the corner griping about having to do dishes yeah. again? No. You know what she did? <laughs> she woke up
2: at 5am every single morning and uh, her husband would wake up at at 5.30 and then he would leave for work and she would make him breakfast. She would get up before him. Now, now this is funny because when I was trying to get my book <laughs> published, um, which is a whole other story in itself, uh, I was trying to get it published and I was talking to a literary agent and she said to me, she... she ultimately rejected me. She didn't want to represent me, but she said, you know, I just don't believe that she woke up at five and made breakfast for her husband. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I was like, well, different culture. Hello. You don't believe
2: like it <laughs> happened. I'm not lying. Right. Do you know what I mean? What do you mean? You don't believe it just because you wouldn't do it doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. <laughs> and, and that's just what she wanted to do. She liked getting up early. She liked making breakfast for the whole family. She listened to the radio when she was doing it. Then after they left, her husband and her son left, she would go get dressed and she, I would sleep in. I did the, they call it faire la grasse matinée. That means sleeping in. I would sleep in every day till seven, which seems so late now, but, um, (laughs) But I do know that that is what she did. Mm-hmm. So she, she had this routine. She did it every day. It would be so weird to not do her routine. And she kept the house really clean. I know she, she cleaned it like she cleaned the bathrooms. It's just, I don't remember her doing it. And I feel like, um, especially with young children, and I caught myself doing this yesterday. I was complaining. That's exactly what I was thinking of the housework. Yep. And I, sometimes I get into a funk where it's so, just so much. And I feel like I just cleaned it and then it's dirty again that I start like making it known that I'm, un- I'm, un- I'm, unhappy with it. Do you right.
1: know what I mean? <laughs> I, I sort of think about it like unicycling as long as you're on it. We, we love the work. That's why we do what mm-hmm. we do. We like making mm-hmm. breakfast. We mm-hmm. like putting out fresh towels and, you know, making the house yeah. smell and feel good. But dang it. Once you start wobbling and you fall off that horse, you're just like, Nope, <laughs> this is, yes. this is yeah. no good. And you know, we've talked about this on the last season with like our pit lists, for example, the things that just make us gripe and moan and really starve us of the joy of the work that we have at hand and mm-hmm. complaining when we get to the point where we're like, "Yeah, I just scrubbed this toilet and then somebody pooped in it." It's like, well, that is what people do in toilets. So, are you mad that they went in there? Like, is that what's right. really upsetting you about this? And mm-hmm. I think, I think more so. And Probably this was the case in Madame Sheik's case. It's just when we when we slip, when we wobble on that unicycle, you can just you could go down that road forever. You could find mm-hmm. a million things to complain about in your daily life, especially if there's children involved,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Um, that's that's very convicting to hear you say that. When yeah, she just and did I it. don't want my children to just hear me complaining all the
2: time because I don't like it when they complain. Right? I right. mean, one of my favorite scriptures is do all things without complaining and disputing, because how annoying is it when you're trying to teach them and they're complaining or just t- tell them to clean their room and they complain. Mm-hmm. So I myself cannot complain about the given tasks that I have to mm-hmm. do. And that's not to say that we should do everything. You know, we have children, we have husbands and and mm-hmm. everybody has their part to play. But in the part that I have to play, the, the chores that I have to do, I can't complain about them. So I try to make them as enjoyable as possible. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And how do you feel like that? um, Like, how does that chicness manifest into your I know, complaining is that it's a pit for all of us. Mm -hmm. Let's just be honest. Every homemaker. It all ain't chic sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) That's an understanding. What is your question, Shay? Um, Well, we were kind of talking about just how chic. How does the chicness come into your Mm -hmm. home? I think you are so gifted at this because when you even look at your home or when, when you come into your home, there is this chicness about it. What do you like in that too? What do you think makes it that way?
0: Well, I'm sitting here with a smile on my face because I've really been struggling with complaining <laughs> and it's not very chic. Nobody wants to see a woman complaining. That's like the antithesis of chic. It's true. Um, it is. It, it's very unbecoming. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here just thinking about my home while you ladies are talking and thinking about when when i feel uh in the zone when i feel like you were saying about madam chic that you don't really see me cleaning it's just getting done mm-hmm. um
1: and you're not making a big stink of it like look what i just did I'm you're not, welcome yes, you're right welcome. i'm not being a martyr
0: <laughs> yes. i'm just doing my job with grace and with dignity And I got to tell you, like, I got some serious, warm, fuzzies sitting here. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, our our show is inspiring to other people. It's inspiring to me as well. Just the last three minutes of conversation have made me want to just shed my grumbling that I've had for the last few days and just go about my job
2: with dignity. And yes, how chic is it doesn't get any more chic than that. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I would have been so uncomfortable if I was sitting in the living room and I heard Madame Chic slamming the dishes in the kitchen. Right. Like, oh, I have to do this again. Like, what? You know, I can't Shit. even imagine this. I'm, like, I'm, who, who, <laughs> who put this in the sink? I haven't, you know, yeah. I'm just like cracking up thinking about it because I would have been so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Number one. And number two, it's like, if you, if you're getting to the point in your homemaking where you are feeling like that, you need to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Ask your children or your husband or someone to help if you. Because at that point, you're feeling overwhelmed, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why we complain. It's because we're overwhelmed mm-hmm. and we do so much as women mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, I. I have, but I complain. I complain a lot. I have to catch myself with that mm-hmm. because it's not good. And I don't want to raise, I can't stand when people complain. Anybody. Wait,
0: I can't stand complaining. I hate it. I can't it. stand it. And I from do. Anybody.
2: It. I do it. I know. Yeah, me I do too. I me. can't stand it for my kids. I can't stand it for my viewers. I can't stand
1: it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I just yeah. hate complaining. I am like very <laughs> uncomfortable in my skin right now by this conversation. I just hit that point last night. I've been pretty good. I hit it after dinner where I had gone through and I'd clean up the dining room, cleaned all the floors, cleaned up the kitchen, you know, put on all the good smells and put out fresh flowers. And then we ate and people lived there. And then I had to do it again. Can you believe that? Mm -hmm. And I said to one of my kids out loud, loud enough that everybody could hear. And I was like, I am really close to losing it. I am really close Mm -hmm. to losing my patience. And just what a Mm -hmm. stupid Mm -hmm. thing that is to say. (laughs) Instead of just saying, guys, could we all pitch in? Could we all work to yes. make the home look and feel good so we can all sit down and do story time together? Let's mm-hmm. put on some good music. Let's light the candles. Let's like let's be a team here. Um, and just <laughs> my first thought when you said that was how unattractive that must be to our husbands. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, they're the right. ones who get it. Oh, I am so, so mad about this. I am so right. overwhelmed mm-hmm. about this.
2: So true. Yeah.
0: And <laughs> uh and uh sons that are growing up Mm. aiden is 15 he does not like it when i start acting like that Mm -hmm. you can tell it repulses him Mm. and it brings an appropriate amount of shame into my heart quite frankly yeah convicting
1: you know imagine if he um Mm -hmm. he got married and he were to to marry a woman who was a complainer right let's say and you go over to visit them and like Jen said, "You know, she's slamming dishes in the kitchen because she's having to prepare dinner. <laughs> mm-hmm. How horrible that would be! Yeah, that would be horrible. Yeah. That's so convicting.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. So well, in my, you know, yesterday, for example, um, self care is very important to me. If I mm-hmm. am off the rails with myself, I lash out at the drudgery. And yesterday, I sounds so simplistic." I just needed to go wash my hair and go take care of myself and stop acting like such a martyr.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And
0: I did. I touched up my roots and I waxed my mustache and I whitened my teeth and I did all. I gave myself a mud mask last night. I did all the things. I woke up this morning. I curled my hair. I put on a fresh dress. I put on a fresh apron, Mm. trimmed my bangs. Yep. And my countenance. And how I could then go and approach the drudgery, the daily mm-hmm. grind, as we say on this show, was completely transformed. And so I do think, you know, in that chic umbrella, the the self-care and the flowers on the table and music playing in the background. It's all the things that help create that environment that they're not um, they're not a bandaid, but they do help tighten up so you can stay on the rails a bit more with your your Countenance about your housekeeping
1: mm. and your homemaking. You? I think. Yeah. I think the tricky thing with that is they're all very small things. It cannot. They're all small things. You can be like I can skip my hair for one more day. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. don't need to iron the apron. It's okay. Yep. Putting right. the flowers. That's kind of a novelty. We'll just. You know, I don't really know where the speaker is or where the charger. Is, so we just won't do music. It's and then so all of a sudden, true. the things aren't getting problems. done. Yeah. yeah, and then you're not doing any of it. And then yeah. you're not doing any of them. And then you're slamming the washer lid closed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah <laughs> wow I I feel like I need to go apologize to everybody upstairs right now we're
2: gonna go repent after this exactly <laughs>
1: um let's talk about self-care let's talk let's dive mm-hmm. into that a little bit because um Jen I love actually how you cover this in your book it was so convicting to me when I read it because you know you not everyone has to shave their legs if that's not your thing fine But it's my thing. I like having shaved legs. I like having shaved armpits. Um, And you encourage people to just like, can you just go do that? It'll take you four minutes. Just like don't. And I remember when I first started implementing a lot of the things you talked about in the books, I was like, okay, this is I got to add a little bit of time, extra time in to make sure I pluck my chin hairs out (laughs) or like. Or, you know, even like I bought a nice pair. We've talked about this before. I bought a nice pair of pajamas, silk pajamas Mm -hmm. to wear to bed. These these small little things that um, they take a little bit of time. They take a little bit of effort. Mm -hmm. But it keeps it from piling up to the point that you just think, who am I? Am I just like this hairy, Mm -hmm. you know, gum on the bottom of a shoe, which is how you feel at the end of the day sometimes? (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. That is so good. Um, Yeah, I think that... Um, we can lose ourselves. And I remember talking about you because I've, I've interviewed both of you on my channel and I mm-hmm. can't remember, was it with you, Angela, when we were talking about how um you can really just lose yourself in motherhood because mm-hmm. just constantly you're just giving yourself all day long to other people. And I was just joking about this with Ben the other day. I said, let's count the amount of times they say mom in one hour, you know, <laughs> and ask me for something. Yeah. It's like, 100 times, if, not, if you know what mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a lot. And so you're just constantly, you're constantly doing things for other people. You could get to the end of the day and just not even know who you are, you know? And so it is so important to take care of yourself. And I love, I mean, one of my favorite things is wearing beautiful sleepwear. I talk about this all the time on my channel, on my channel. I've been doing this for years. And, uh, that, that moment in Madame Chic's household where, I just arrived and, um, it was the evening and she's walking down the hallway and she had a beautiful, of course, beautiful dressing gown that she wore every evening. And she looked lovely in her pajamas as well as in her day clothes. And, um, I'm talking to her and she's just kind of like looking down at my pants. I'm like, what are you looking at? You know? And I was wearing this old faded pair of white sweatpants that had like dirt marks on them from mm-hmm. that couldn't get out and a hole in the knee. I mean, they were, I wore them cause they were soft, <laughs> but I think they were my sister's old gym. pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that uh, this is my 20 year old mindset. I literally packed those in a suitcase to bring to Paris. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is where I was mm-hmm. <laughs> back then. The height I, was of fashion. So clueless, I didn't even think about it. I liked them. They were comfortable. So I'm wearing them. She, and she just said, did I, did I do that? Did I put that hole in the knee? <laughs> this is back before <laughs> people wear holes in their jeans. Okay. This is like in like what? 2000, 2000 oh, 2001. French of her. <laughs> she said, did I put the whole, and that was so obviously she knew she didn't put the whole yeah, yeah, she's yeah. trying no, to bring French. my attention yeah. because I honestly feel like Madame, Chic took in these foreign exchange students as a sort of, um, Pygmalion project mm-hmm. for her. She did. She only had one daughter. Okay. She okay. had four sons and one daughter. And I think she personally enjoyed kind of molding these young women Mm -hmm. into and showing them and teaching them in a very indirect way. She could be very blunt as well, but that was her indirect way of saying, why are you wearing those pants in my house? Why are you Mm -hmm. wearing
1: that to bed? Well, those are no good for you, right? They're not good. They don't make you look good physically. right? They don't make you feel good emotionally. Mm -hmm. The only thing they bring to the table is comfort. They were comfortable, but there's a lot of things there's that are comfortable. There's a lot of things that are comfortable mm-hmm. that
2: look good too, and so that just opened my eyes. And thankfully, I am a person. Some people are are, I mean, this sounds harsh, but some people are clueless. Like you give them a, a hint or you suggest something, and they just don't get it. it goes over their head. <laughs> I am the type of person where I I'm the other way where somebody says something I'm like, what did they mean by that? You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I immediately thought, Oh, this isn't appropriate. Like what I'm wearing is not appropriate to wear in this house. Mm-hmm. And so I did go the next day and I did buy two pairs. I went to ETAM. ETAM is, I don't even know if ETAM is still in France, but I went to ETAM and I bought two um, pairs of beautiful pajamas and I started wearing those. I can only imagine Madame Chic's smile as mm-hmm. she walked down the hallway the next night, noticing my it. new <laughs> (laughs) right?
1: She's like, yes, she got the, she got the hint. (laughs) She picked up what she was laying down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, what you just said reminded me too, that, you know, you'd mentioned that they lived in this apartment. How many people do you know who live in an apartment who would invite foreign exchange students to come and live with them in terms of hospitality? Because that's a whole nother chic element. Oh my gosh. I mean, how often do I've heard this so many times where Families will come up to say, oh, we would love to have you for supper, but we just our house is really small, Mm -hmm. you know, and Mm -hmm. the idea that here she is in this, you know, Paris apartment, inviting a foreign exchange student to live with them. That is so chic in terms of hospitality, never making feeling somebody feel like they're putting you out. But Mm -hmm. when somebody comes into your home and we've talked about this on the podcast a lot before, like, how, how can I serve you? You know, yes. How can what I have be of use to you to feed you, to comfort you, to encourage you? Um, mm-hmm. Let's kick that idea around a little bit in terms of, you know, this homemaker chic uh, fellowship kind of an idea, bringing people mm-hmm. into our home
2: well the hospitality in paris was off the rails i have never i mean i was there for you know under six months just under six months i have never been to so many dinner parties in my entire life in such a short period of time not only madame chics they they would have somebody over at least like once a week for mm-hmm. dinner mm-hmm. and a formal dinner okay and then um i was also friends with someone else in the program and i called his host mother madame bohemian yes and she was like the opposite of madame chic she was Uh, she she was such a free spirit. She was a single mom. She had two teenage boys. She would just wear like these long bohemian maxi skirts. And she was like, Oh, I loved her. Okay. She was amazing. Mm. I was invited to their house like once a week for dinner. They constantly had dinner parties. We went to dinner parties with their friends. Like I went to so many dinner parties Mm. with people I didn't know. And everybody entertained in their homes. They all had their own system Mm -hmm. for how they entertain. So like when Madame Chic would entertain, people um, would come over she would take their coats. It was extremely formal to the point where I, I was kind of, I was friendly with their son, you know, their 23 year old son. I was only 20 and uh, I really liked him a lot. He, he was the cool guy. And so he would always, we would always kind of give each other the side eye, like during, mm-hmm. <laughs> during all of this. And, um, and he would just kind of laugh because I was clearly uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable with everything because it was so formal and I wasn't used to that, but she would offer, take their coats and immediately offer them an aperitif. Mm-hmm. And so then we would be sitting in their beautiful Um, you know, sitting room with an aperitif and they would offer either, I think it was whiskey or tomato juice, other things as well. But I would always take tomato juice because I didn't want to get, you know... I don't know. I mm-hmm. just, I don't know why I didn't. Madame Chic took, it's tomato, prob- juice, it's so took tomato juice. It probably wise.
1: probably wise. Let's just keep <laughs> yeah, it I, rained in. I did in. <laughs> not want to get drunk in Madame Chic's house.
2: <laughs> so anyway, I think I, a few times I did take the whiskey, but anyway, um, then we would, uh, move into the dining room, which is literally in that same room because they had a one, you know, an apartment. Yeah. So just move over to the dining room table. She would roll out the cart. It would be a three to five course dinner. This woman executed this like nothing. It was like the homemaking. You didn't even know it was happening because she was so, so smooth with it all. And it wasn't, you know, if you did that today, people would be so uncomfortable. They think what you're so pretentious, Mm -hmm. you know, you're so, who do you think you are? There was none of that. It was just so smooth. So beautiful. The conversation would flow. The dinner would be about an hour. Um, afterward, you know, we would have a cheese course or a dessert and then they put on, they had this old record player, And they put on this uh, record player and we'd listen to classical music every day after dinner. The Monsieur Chic would smoke his pipe. The son would smoke a cigarette. I'm not saying that's good. I actually hated that part. But, Mm -hmm. you know, at the open window. And that's what they did every every time we had a dinner party. But they also did all of that every time we just had dinner. Mm -hmm. So it was just the the level of entertaining that went on there in Paris. And then Madame Chic's, I mean, Madame Bohemian's dinner parties were a whole other ballgame. I could talk about them, you know, for an hour. But the fact is that they did it. And we are so afraid to have people over to our homes. And, you know, we're constantly mm-hmm. seeing these HGTV shows where, oh, I want to entertain. Yeah. I want I want this new kitchen the, the because we're going to entertain. And the, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And we need the barbecue because we're going to entertain. Nobody ever entertains people. Yeah,
1: Stuart always yeah. says... It's the problem isn't you're not where you should be. It's that you're not who you are where you are. Who who you should be where you are. You're welcome for butchering mm. that. Um <laughs> But but this is so true. When I get the right house, when I have the right dishes, yes. mm-hmm. um, when I I mean fill in the plank, that's when I can welcome people into my home. Mm-hmm. We gotta break that as homemakers and as she comes. We have to kick yeah. that straw man down because mm-hmm. that is people just do that not for true. everything. If you mm-hmm. think about it,
2: I, I'll wear dresses when I lose weight. Yeah, yep. I'll wear. Um, I'll do this when I do that. I'll just do mm-hmm. it now.
1: Just do it now. Do it. Do mm-hmm. it now. Get uncomfortable. <laughs> Get uncomfortable. That's okay. Yeah, I've shared this story before, but. After I had one of my children, Angela helped me to go online and buy dresses because I literally didn't have any in my wardrobe Mm
2: -hmm. or shoes.
1: And I was like, you got to help me out. This was I don't know how long ago was this. It was a while ago. Um, Went to a baby shower, dressed up, wore a skirt, heels, and it was so uncomfortable. I mean, I felt great, but I could tell it made other people very uncomfortable. So my encouragement, Mm -hmm. and I think you would probably echo this, is just. be be willing to just be that person. Um, One of the challenges I love that you present in the book is like always strive to be the best dressed person in the room. Yeah, girl. (laughs) And not as a weird form of competition. See how cool Mm -hmm. I am. See how beautiful I am. (laughs) Right. As a a sign of respect. Mm -hmm. Push to continue to push that envelope. I feel like we're retraining this new culture of people. Um, Mm -hmm. We had a supper party a couple weeks ago for my birthday and a friend of mine's birthday. There was just a few couples involved and it was cocktail attire
2: that was required.
1: So one of the man men came in his full on tuxedo, the rest of them wore, you know, nice suit jackets, ties, their leather dress shoes. Everyone was polished up. The women had a reason to wear their big dangly earrings and their, you know, shiny shimmery cocktail dresses that you wouldn't really have a lot of other Uh, places to wear. And everyone had so much fun. The conversation was elevated. The food was elevated. The, the interactions were elevated. It took everything to a whole new level. And I think, you know, I think people are kind of hungry for that. They, Mm -hmm. you know, we're ready to kind of shed, shed what's left of this lazy culture in many ways. Well, you
2: act differently. When you try, I always say, I think I say this in the book. So like, let's say you go to the Ritz Carlton and you sit, you're sitting in the lobby. You're not going to be all slouched down, you know, and you, you're as Charlotte Mason says, your atmosphere sets your affection. Mm-hmm. So it's like, where, what, what, what your home looks like, how you, it's, it is going to affect how you act and how you feel.
1: Mm-hmm. Very much so. Well, I feel like, um, we could go so many other places with this conversation, but Alas, I
0: just have this big smile. on. I know you're
1: very just quiet. I had all these
0: memories, though, because I I had a very tiny, tiny Madame Chic moment in Paris myself where my French friend here had friends there and I was invited over for lunch. And so when I read your book and I just hear you talking, I'm like having my I'm taking your experience and putting it in the in the apartment that I was in, you know, like it's creating all these visuals. But It was uh, just an an effortless, extremely elegant lunch, and I wanted Mm -hmm. to just put on my best manners, and I felt they still weren't good enough from Mm -hmm. using the fork upside down like the French do. And I just (laughs) like the whole thing, I was just trying to keep up. And Mm -hmm. yes, it was just it was just so um, it it made like this uh, just impression on me. Uh, She just carried herself with such poise and with with such grace. And here she's entertaining a complete stranger Mm -hmm. out of just sheer hospitality because her friend said, would you take this girl Mm -hmm. under your wing for an afternoon? And we went for a walk together. It was just it's just this delightful, Mm -hmm. delightful memory. Mm -hmm. And then you said Ritz and the Ritz Carlton just I've I have done that I've been to the Ritz and had martinis in the lobby and you do Mm -hmm. you want to dress a certain way and sit a certain way and carry yourself a certain way and that's a
1: good thing Mm -hmm.
0: you know but you
1: gotta train for it you gotta train for it so that when you Mm -hmm. need to call on those best manners you even know what they are
2: Right, (laughs) Exactly. Uh, That's why you have, it it really, I would say it matters how you live behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. Otherwise you're just putting on airs. You're trying to be something you're not, but if you become that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, I think the putting on airs is what people are most uncomfortable with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what makes people uncomfortable. Right. If, if you are developing yourself as a person to be the kind of person that can entertain, uh, with grace that can, uh, maintain dignity in her home and not (laughs) slam her dishes around. You know, like if you are training yourself this way, then that sends a message to the outside world. This is who I am, or this is who I'm trying to become. I'm Mm -hmm. changing my disciplines. It's, it's the, the fakeness that people are uncomfortable Mm -hmm. with. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's very valid. And that's
1: right. Deserving. Um, That's actually, I think a perfect place to end this because we have to wrap it up. But Jennifer actually wrote another book. Um remind me of what it's called.
2: The K- Connoisseur Kids. Connoisseur Kids, thank yeah.
1: you. Yeah. I we have it. We go through it every morning. So the fact that oh. I don't remember what it's called is quite embarrassing, <laughs> but we do. We uh we call it our manner time and awesome. it is instilling these habits in your children and Mm -hmm. they even you know she does a little bit about how to have your fork and where to set it Mm -hmm. to say I'm going to the restroom versus Mm -hmm. I'm done with my plate Um, Mm -hmm. it goes through asking good questions you know how to engage well in conversation how to sit at the table I mean you name it it goes through it in terms of manners and this has been an amazing resource for our kids and I got to tell you like their granddad is here visiting right now my seven-year-old Owen he we've, we've practiced like, okay, what kind of questions could we engage? You know, when we're talking to adults, let's say. And mm-hmm. so he'll say something like, hi granddad, you know, so what are you thinking of your time at the farm? Is there anything I can get you? Like these oh, little things that wonderful. come out and you think yeah. we've trained for this yes, mm-hmm. yes and it's five minutes a day. It, they're yes. short little lessons, but we have given them the tools so that when mm-hmm. we go to, you know, a nice supper, we're say, OK, like we're putting on our ma- Madame Chic manners now, like, remember, <laughs> and, and we'll That's recount cute. the lessons, you know, mm-hmm. give, yes. give them to me, like, let's spill them out. Um, but trying to develop them behind closed doors so that yeah. when we go out into the world and one day they're going to be out there without me, you know, they're not belching Mm -hmm. and interrupting and (laughs) unengaging that's not the type of people that we want to raise so do check out that book we'll put a link to it in the show notes below because it is such a fabulous resource for those of us trying to raise up this next generation of uh thank you i love hearing that that's wonderful it's a great
0: jennifer how can people stay uh in contact with you or check out what you have going on these
2: days uh, well, my author website is jenniferlscott.com or you could find me on YouTube at The Daily Connoisseur. Wonderful. So yeah, that's the best way. Yes. Okay. And we'll she just... put links
0: in the show notes yes. for you.
2: Thank you yeah. so videos. much. <gasps> what a great way to start our second season. I know, we love fabulous. you. I, I love you ladies. <laughs> and I could talk to you for
1: like 10 hours probably. So. <laughs> we should, we should really do that enjoyable. sometime. We'll just <laughs> open up one of our bottles of wine and go to a it. a marathon. Yes. Right. <laughs> Yes. Well, cue the music and uh, we thank you ladies and Frank for being here with us today. Of course, make sure you visit us over on Instagram at Homemaker Chic Podcast. We're always asking questions and engaging in conversation there. So we love to read your comments and see your shares. Make sure you prepare yourself for Ultra Feminine Friday, which is coming up in just a few days. So go iron your dress. And your hair and curlers because we would love to have you tag us on Instagram for Ultra Feminine Friday to show us what dressing Ultra Feminine looks like for you And maybe Jennifer will play along with us ooh, on Friday. Yes. I would love to okay. that would be fun and that way you can get a direct link to her Instagram as well and of course, thank you to our sponsors, to jovialfoods.com. Please go and check them out for all of their beautiful pantry items. And of course, American Blossom Linens. We are currently having a sheet war to see who gets the American Blossom Linens on their on their bed as we're making the rounds. Right? Four children, one set of twins. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, with the coupon code <laughs> Homemaker Twenty. Yes, I need to go get some more. That's what I for sure. <laughs> well,
0: thank you, Jennifer, so much. Thank you, all of our lovely listeners. Yes, we appreciate Welcome to you. season
2: two. We're excited to be here. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you.